It's the most wonderful time of the year. Pumpkin Park! Pumpkin Park! Pumpkin Park! 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 Brr. Don't mock me. No, I'm just doing I'm motorboating the air. That's upsetting. <laughs> Hello, and welcome to Punk Goes Pod, the internet's only and best slash worst podcast that chronicles the fearless record of the Punk Goes Ellipses series. Yep, we're off to a good start here. Yeah. Um, it's, uh, it's upon us. The Christmas season is here. Mm, yeah. Uh... A lot sooner than I expected. Yeah, a lot I'm sooner than honest. I. A lot sooner than I wanted. Yeah, yeah. Um, I'm a little bit disappointed in us that this is episode 69 and we're not doing a sex song. <laughs> this is episode 69 and we are doing 12 Days of Christmas, uh, which has been covered by Jared Alonji in the Sunrise Skater Kids mm-hmm. for the Punk Goes Christmas Deluxe Edition. Yes. Uh, as I said, yeah, disappointed that we're, you know, we could have saved closer for this or something. I don't know. Uh, I think having closer as episode number 69 would have been like far too on the nose for, I think I would have just had to quit at that point. Like you remember how uncomfortable I was talking about that, even though there's no reason to be uncomfortable. Yeah. yeah. No, I think <laughs> adding that, yeah, extra salaciousness of, the number 69. <laughs> I think that would have been enough for me to just become a shell of a person. I don't know. Uh, it's, I don't know. It could have taken the, the edge off, though. Yeah, could have, I guess. I don't know. I think because that song is so, like, serious and how, like, overtly, like, sexual it is. Yeah. It would have just made the whole thing that bit more uncomfortable for me. I think it's our sexiest song. I don't think we really have any other songs that are as... I mean, this song's pretty sexy. Oh, this song is pretty sexy, though. Mm. There's a lot of birds in it. Mm. <laughs> by the by, that 12th day, that this owner has to find a home for probably, like, 300 birds. Yeah. No, no shitting around. Yep. Yep. So... I guess, uh, look, I'm already looking forward to where we're not doing Christmas songs. It's funny, like, in a... F- it'll be a forthcoming episode. Um, yeah, I mentioned that, like, I don't really have, like, go-to Christmas songs. Yeah. Um, but then in saying that, friend of the pod, Jordan Banks, who you may remember as Era Jordan, who was featured on the pod a couple of times. He and a few friends of his, they have a band called Years, I think it is, and they have done a project for the last, God, good few years now where every Christmas they either write an original or they cover a Christmas song. Yeah. And, yeah, yesterday was Bandcamp Friday here in Australia, technically Bandcamp Saturday for us, and, yeah, I purchased that album after listening to it last week and it's just nice like it's yeah i think especially this year like it feels very disjointed to be celebrating the festive season when this has just been an absolute shit show of a year 
But there's just something very understated and nice about the way that years have covered all of these songs. Like, it's not that sort of saccharine kind of music that would feel very out of place this year. Yeah. So, yeah. That was a very long-winded way of me saying, like, check out years on Bandcamp. Otherwise, yeah. Um, Christmas has arrived far too soon and it doesn't feel appropriate this year. (laughs) Yeah. Christmas could have arrived late this year and I wouldn't have minded. It just... Because, look, it catches up to me, like, in a regular year. Like, because it's Mm. just all like, oh, whoops, it's December. But honestly, like, I'm still in March in my brain. Yeah. And, like, I'm not even trying to be cute and funny. Like, it is what, like... Yeah. Literally the other day, I sort of looked at the calendar. I was like, oh, it's November. And I looked at the calendar again and now it's December. And time is slipping through my fingers. Well, it's because we've spent, I mean, as everyone knows, we've spent, what, half a year inside? <laughs> yeah. It's, yeah. It's, so basically, we've only really been able to sort of go out in the last month or so. Yeah. So it does feel like, it does feel like, oh, well, you know, it started to happen in, like, March. We were able to, no, we had to stay inside. We were able to go out for, like, a week. Then we had to stay inside again. Mm. And it's like, well... Where's all that time? Where's all that time that I was supposed to have doing stuff? Yep. I mean, not me personally, because I'm fine with just playing video games. Yes. <laughs> well, look, that's like, theoretically, I'm fine with doing nothing, but it's because we didn't have the option to do anything else. Yeah. I felt like it, like, I felt trapped in that sense. And obviously we were very fortunate that we had a government that, actually cared enough about us to tell us to stay inside please um and we're over a month with zero cases yes so yeah for now Um, but still but yeah it just yeah i don't know like the older you get time sort of speeds up anyway but also my god this year has just been a (laughs) write-off yeah anyway anyway and and for me like christmas music black and death metal bands don't do christmas music because that would be silly i'm surprised that hasn't become like a an irony thing for them well the black dahlia mode is doing a christmas concert like online christmas concert that i'm going to get a ticket for yeah um which that will be funny yeah um but yeah i mean some people have done it king diamond has done it Oh, yeah. Twisted Sister did a Christmas album. Mm-hmm. But they, yeah, they can look at it and go, well, it's a bit of fun. It's a bit, bit funny, but it's like death metal bands. They take themselves too seriously. Yeah, they do. <laughs> they do take themselves yeah. too seriously. Black metal, black metal, black metal musicians take themselves even more serious. So, mm. like, no. And, and of course, it's, it's, I guess, can be seen as celebrating a Christian holiday. So. True. Yeah. Yeah, whereas pop punk loves a bit of Christmas, yeah, iconography so, and just the cute hallmarkness of it. So, shall we uh, get into twelve days of pop punk Christmas? Twelve days of Christmas. Let's do it. <laughs> Look into me, eight double no seven, vinyl records, flannel shirts, five large pizza. 
Face it mean. Nine cardboard signs. Eight tumbler nose. Seven vinyl records. Six flannel shirts. So what do you think? Of what? The song. <laughs> so do we want to do like a... Oh, yeah. <laughs> Sorry. No. That's... that's on me. That's that's my... Uh, what's the uh, what's the opposite of baby brain? Mm. Like man baby brain? Yeah, I guess. <laughs> right. So about the original 12 Days of Christmas. And look, you, there's so many different artists that have done this. I wasn't mm. really going to pick one it's one of those just sort of like ever present like it just sort of it feels like it just materialized one day yeah. and never left yeah i'm gonna be honest this is one of my least favorite christmas songs oh, as well infuriating i i can't stand the break between six and five how it's like duh, 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 duh. yeah just it just <laughs> i don't have music ocd but that just like Ruffles my jimmies. Okay. So. Lots of strong opinions coming through on Yeah, I mean, episode. why not for the Christmas episode? Yeah. Why not for episode 69? Sure. Tell so, me about the original. The please. original 12 Days of Christmas. So the originals, the origins of the song are unknown, um, but it is believed to be a children's memory and forfeit game. Now, you looked into memory and forfeit games. Do you want to give us a brief overview? I did. So essentially, it is... One of those games where, as a group, you take it in turns to recall, like, the person before you, what they contributed to the game, like, be it a verse of a song or a line of something, and then you add your own onto it, and then it just sort of acts as a chain from there. So, for instance, we, outside of this song, we couldn't think of an example, but, like, that thing where... You sort of go, I took an apple to the picnic, and I would say, Sam took an apple to the picnic, and I'm taking a banana, and it just sort of keeps, like... Yeah. Um, And then, yeah, the idea is if you can't remember, like, if you stuff it up in any way, you pay a forfeit, which, within the context of a children's game, was either, like giving them candy or kissing someone which is not appropriate yeah, these days but that's fine this was also a, this also came out at a time when people were getting married at like 12 <laughs> fuck what people like people were getting mostly girls were getting mm. married at the age of like 12 or 13 <laughs> Okay, no, that, that's upsetting so, to me. I'm just saying things were icky back then. Well, it's just like, it's the same as like when you you play Kiss Chasey when you're a kid. Yeah. Because that's, and then you grow up and you're like, wow. Yeah. Kids do we, not understand, or did not understand consent until... Kiss Chasey was not allowed at my school. Oh, yeah? Yeah, no, not allowed. It was allowed at mine, but I was never invited to play. Aww. <laughs> I don't care. <laughs> Saves me just guilt trips down the line when I realised the implications mm. of just kissing people without their go ahead. Anyway, I was going to say we can play it here, but it's only the only other people here are me and the cat. So I feel like that would not go down well. When you told me about the memory and forfeit game as well, and just with no joking or anything in my voice, I was just like, man, just. Like, kids just really had to use their imagination to entertain themselves mm, yeah. back then, didn't they? This is this is essentially, it's a driving game. Yeah, good point. But like, but they were just, 
they didn't have a Game Boy. (laughs) They were they were driving away, you know, friggin' scurvy and the plague. They were what? They 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 were trying to keep away the devil. Oh, for goodness' sake! (laughs) It's like how boring were those times? How boring and scary would it have been to live in seventeen eighty? Yeah, look, I guess you wouldn't have known any different, so you would have just done it. That's that's gonna be that's gonna be the next punk goes pod like slogan shirt, just bored and scared. I mean I yeah. That that's twenty twenty in a nutshell, bored and scared. Well that's the thing, like there's a distinct sense of irony of us sitting here after having gone through a year of just pandemic like anxiety, which is not ending anytime soon. And sort of being like, man, <laughs> must have been depressing living in the times when there was plague <laughs> and having to entertain yourselves. <laughs> anyway. All right. So in 20... Time is a circle. 2015, so definitely not a boring time. Yes. The total cost of goods and services for the Christmas price index is US $34,130.99 or... I don't know where they came. Why they had another value here, but it has it here. Or US one hundred fifty five thousand four hundred seven dollars and eighteen cents for all three hundred and eighty four items. We need some more context around this. I think you've just launched into a very detailed um, <laughs> explanation. I, I did think that that was funny though. That someone has calculated it, and it's like, yes, so many items. Of course, it would cost so much money and like so many people hired and yeah. So wait, let's just take a step back. Yeah, because you've you've given a price without a context for what that actually means. So, according to HowStuffWorks.com, dot com, since nineteen eighty four, financial services group, I think, based in the US, I assume. So PNC Financial Services Advisors have calculated. The cost of the gifts from the 12 days of Christmas each holiday season. So, on yeah, everything is factored in from 8 maids to 10 laws to 12 drummers, etc. And they have just kept a track of the Christmas price index, which I assume is the, like a play on consumer price index, is something I know about purely because I work in sort of economics-based research at the moment. Um, couldn't tell you anything beyond that. Um but, yeah, so essentially it just factors for, like, the cost of inflation and everything every year. Yeah. And I love that this exists. <laughs> it's just, oh, no, I just logged on and they said it's temporarily unavailable. That sucks. Maybe they've stopped doing it. Maybe it got too depressing. But anyway. <laughs> so, yeah, as of 2014, the total cost of all of the items was $27,673. And then, as Sam has just said then, in 2015... The price was $34,131, if we're going to round it up. Yeah. Um, I'll forgive you that one cent. Thank you. Look, I gave context to some numbers, so it's a fair trade, I think. Yeah. But, yeah, just sort of considering the implicate... Like, I've always just sort of been like, oh, yeah, whatever, but... (laughs) Yeah. It's just... It cracks me up just picturing an accountant or just some, like math nerd just sitting at their computer like calculating all this stuff because I'd never really considered the implication of like it isn't just 12 items it's like 
one item plus two items mm. plus one plus two plus three plus like yeah just... <laughs> yeah so so like on the twelve day you're getting one two three four five six seven eight nine ten eleven twelve but then you're also like you will at the end of it have what is essentially two items times two times twelve twenty four in a partridge and a pear tree you also got to consider. Shit, I never thought of that. So, like, a partridge in a pear tree. So there's... Two items. So that'd be 24. You also got to consider eight maids are milking. So you got the maid and the cow. Yeah, and, like, all their, like, uniforms and buckets and It's equipment. called a pail. You grew up yes. on a dairy farm. all right. Like, drummers drumming. So they'd need the drum sets, the drum sticks, well, the assume, outfits. I assume like... they come with... The, the drums. I'm more con- I'm more concerned about the maids are milking. Do they just is that a was that a service? They would just show up to your house. Is that how you got milk back in the day? I don't. They know. They just showed up at your house with the cow, milked it, went here you go. I don't know. I'm sorry. I I just it's it's only dawned on me now how weird the maids are milking are. I love that out of the entire thing, that is what stands out to you as being the most bizarre. Yeah, because it's not like milk. It's like they're actually—it's them in the act of milking the cow. Wow. Okay. I think we need to just keep going because yeah. we're just going to get stuck in. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. And I think, as I mentioned at the start, there's like a lot of birds as well. So many birds. Lots and lots of birds. Yeah. All right. Shall we get into Jared Olonji? Yes, please. So, Jared was born in 1993. Fuck him for being younger than us. He's only slightly younger than me, so I'm not too mad about it. He's four years younger than me. Um, So, he started releasing YouTube videos in 2009. Again, screw him for being so young and being so proactive. Uh, But he didn't gain a following until his videos... He didn't gain much of a following until he released his videos. Every metalcore vocalist and every pop-punk vocalist. Mm Mm-hmm. In 2019, he founded the digital media company Bokito Media. Mm-hmm. He is the lead songwriter and guitarist for the post-hardcore project Crazy 88. Sick. And he worked as Fearless Records' pit reporter for the 2015 Vans Warped Tour. Okay, so... Essentially, so Jared Alonji is... Because he's sort of like somewhat of a comedian but like with a distinct focus on like pop punk and pop punk adjacent humor yeah which it's funny like i think it's because like he jumped into the scene as i was leaving it like 2009 i started uni like yeah started uni still very much like i listened to like the same bands and stuff that i did in high school because i was literally fresh out of high school but like I distinctly remember being like, oh man, like, who am I now? Yeah. <laughs> and so it's just, it's weird, first of all, to sort of consider someone being a comedian, I guess, in air quotes, that specializes in that subgenre or genre or whatever the hell you want to call it. But then it's also like, maybe like half a generation behind. Yeah, we'll get into that when we talk about the lyrical content yeah. of the song, I guess, but yeah. It's interesting. And, like, his videos are funny. Um, and it is. It's a lot of, yeah, sort of real pop-punk and pop-punk adjacent skits. Yeah. 
it was he has about three videos where he has band names that were like just regular band names that he obviously mispronounces. Mm. So the only one I'm really remembering is is the Black Dahlia murder, but he pronounces it black the Black Dahlia Dahlia murder. Mm. Like emphasizes the H in Dahlia. Yeah. I don't know. I sort of... He's... I don't find him as funny. <laughs> like... No, like, I don't think he's hilarious. Um, but yeah, I like think he's... Like, he's clever, but I don't think it's hilarious. No, no, I don't think it's hilarious either. But I could get a... The, the, the three or four videos of his that I watched, I got a kick out of it. Mm. Yeah. Am I going to go further with it after this? Probably not. I'd be keen to check out Crazy 88, though. Yeah. Just to see what he's like outside of that mindset of I am a funny person. Yeah. Yeah. That... Unless they're a joke band. Oh, that would be kind of um, exhausting. Mm. Yeah. But they they did a... Him and I think it was the Sunrise Skater Kids, the yeah. rest of the band, did a video. It was how to get on... How to get on uh, Punk Goes Pop. Yeah, that's right. And they've raised a point which you have raised in the last couple episodes, which it was Punk Goes Pop 6 or 5. Mm-hmm. And so he's listing off the bands and they're all going, uh, shouldn't this basically just be Metal Goes Pop? Yeah, yeah. Or Metalcore Goes Pop? Because none of these bands are punk. It's kind of funny, like... And look, we're in exactly the same position. We're like, except... At least for now, let's see what 2021 brings. Like, we aren't working for Fearless. But it's just, it's funny to see these things that are engineered by Fearless, but picking fun at Fearless. Like, it's just like, that's actually a very salient point. But it's not like, it's not mean-spirited. No, and that, like, nor is, like, any criticism that we have towards them mean-spirited. But it's just, it's always kind of funny... Seeing that happen, it's just like, yeah. oh, hang, what? Yeah, like... It's just kind of, it's like a roast. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Which just also, when you go to that sort of level, it shows that you're a fan because you've picked up on these sort of yeah, nuances. True. Yeah, I guess you could say, and yeah, you can then go, oh, this is something that's funny. This is something that I found. Mm. Yeah, yeah. So. I am going to ask the question I asked about 10 minutes ago without realising that there were notes on the 12 days of Christmas. Uh, What do you think of his version? I like it in theory, again, because... And sorry, I keep calling it 12 days of Christmas and I need to remember it's 12 days of pop-punk Christmas. Sorry. Look, I'm not going to get too angry about it. Um, Yeah, I think, again, because... As I mentioned earlier, like, it's sort of a half-step behind the pop-punk Christmas I would have envisioned. Yeah. A lot of the references just don't land for me, so I'm just sort of like, that doesn't seem right. This is interesting, because if... So this... So the album came out in 2013, the deluxe edition came out in 2015, which is what this was on, was on the deluxe edition. Yeah. Had this come out in 2003, it would have been vastly different. You yeah. wouldn't have had skinny khakis. You would have had baggy dickies. Yes. You wouldn't have had snapbacks. You would have had trucker hats. I don't even know what a peace tea is. It looked like just a drink. Yeah, it looked like a bloody... Like... Iced tea or something. Yeah, something but, like but that. But I feel like it wouldn't be that. It'd be Pepsi or something. 
the pizzas was correct. Um, was it like 12 or oh, 10 picks of Patty, I think, which I think is Patty Walters from As It Is. So we'll just real quick, we'll, we'll just skim through the items. Yep. So from 12 to 1, 12 Broken Hearts, check. 11, 11 Anchor Tats, check. 10 picks of Patty, no idea who that is. Well, as I said, I think it's Paddy Walters from yes. As It Is. But, like, off the bat, I said to you, like, who is that? Yeah. And you had to tell me. Um, I felt very old. Nine cardboard signs. Okay, yeah, that makes sense. Eight tumbler notes. Yep. Seven vinyl records. Yes and no. Like, vinyl <laughs> was still a thing of, like, it's cool, but also who would use it because we have CDs now. Yeah, I, I would... If, look, again, in 2003, it would be Discman's. Or just, like, mixed CDs. Oh, you mix CDs. Yeah, there you go. Yeah. <laughs> no, that's all right. Six flannel shirts. Yep. That's cool. Five pizzas. No, they... Sorry, I'm going to say flannel shirts. No, I mean... That makes sense for this time. Yeah, for, I guess, 2013. 20, 2003 would be Hurley shirts. Yeah. Or yeah. Atticus shirts. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, that's the thing. It's like, we have to remember, like, within the mindset of... Yeah, we're, we're about ten years behind. <laughs> But that's the thing, is, like, he's only two years younger than me. Yeah. So, like, I find it kind of jarring that, like, that is enough of a gap where he's sort of a step behind in mm. his, like, references, his cultural touch points for what constitutes pop punk. Uh, where were we? We were at pizzas. Four pairs of ands, yep. Three piece tees, no idea what those are. Two snapback hats, no. And then a pair of skinny khakis. That's the yeah. one that did my head in. It's like, no one... Yes, skinny jeans, absolutely, mm. but no one wore khaki anything. Not not around here, no. Unless it was, like, those bloody cargo shorts with, like, mm. a studded belt or something. It's just, it's funny, like, I hate to sound like a gatekeeper, but also, uh, this is very incorrect. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And then, like, yeah, it's just funny, like, I was obviously, by that point, removed enough that, like, none of this rings true to me, except for, like... Just the sort of overarching, like, broken hearts, tattoos, Tumblr, like... I think the thing is that, yes, he's two years younger than you, but he has obviously stuck with it Mm. and Mm -hmm. has stayed within, you know, pop punk as a... The pop punk music as a genre that he can make these... He can reference what it is in 2013 to 15, whereas whereas where, where the old people going... Get well, off my lawn. well, yeah. Where's the sweatband up his elbow? Where's the spiked hair? Where's the the baggy shorts with the socks pulled all the way up to your knees and the vans? And it's kind of funny because, like, we're essentially in like blocks of two. Like, your reference is a bit mm. too outdated for me. Mine is a bit too outdated for Jared. Like, I just basically described Blink One Eighty Two's whole aesthetic. Yeah, <laughs> and you're you're you've listened to an entire Blink One Eighty Two podcast. I know, but like. I didn't do that. No, that's true. I I did. And that's exactly it, because you're two years older than me. Yeah, that's true. Because, like, two years before would have been... Because I started, like, going full-blown emo in, like, 2005, I reckon. hmm Whereas you would have been 2003, 4, 5. Yeah. Like, it's just... It's so funny how simultaneously it feels, like... Uh, evergreen almost like this sense of like that aesthetic that kind of thing but also it ch- obviously changed within the span of like six years mm. which is weird mm. 
Yeah. Yeah, something I need to remember is we didn't go through it at the same time. No. Uh. Like, we have a vague overlap, but... Mm. And, like, look, to be fair, that overlap is strong enough in terms of just what it meant. Because, like, Blink, it doesn't get any more iconic than that. Yeah. But, yeah, it's just, it's funny. I don't know. I'm sort of, like, maybe it's because we haven't been outside much this year. But, like, even I was catching up with some mates yesterday and we were talking about how, like, 90s fashion is, like, cool again with the youths. Yeah. And I did not expect it to come around that quickly. And here we are. It's just like... Yeah, it was pretty quick. And it's like... Yeah. Technically, because, yeah, it's 20 years. So, like, sure. But also... Well, 20 years since 2000. Yeah. Yeah. Which is upsetting. But, like... Yeah. yeah. I don't know. I... I mean, to go back to the song, which is sure. what, we're, what we're here to talk about. I disagree, but that's fine. <laughs> I think musically it's all there. Um, mm. I, I like it as a song. It's hard to fuck it up, though, because it's just... Yeah. There, there is things, though, like, by the, I think it's by the 10th, there's a bit of a sort of, like, almost hardcore kind of gang vocal that follows along a little bit, and then it just drops off. Yeah. Like, no, follow it, like, chase that, chase that feeling. I did like the um, quick reference to, like, unnecessary hardcore breakdown. I was just like, that's mm. very funny. That was funny. Um, the the overemphasization, I don't know if that's a word. Overemphasis. Overemphasis. <laughs> On number five, the oh pizza joke. Oh my god. Gets it, old. It is not funny. No, it's not funny. Like, just leave it as five large pizzas. Yeah. But then he's like... By, I think, the 10th, the 10th day, it's like, oh, they forgot my order. And then he keeps harping on this. Yeah. Oh, they've got the they got the wrong one. It doesn't even have pepperoni. Every pe-. It's like, it's not funny. And they, it's almost like, it's almost like it's self-aware. Like, it's a self-aware bad joke. Because then, I don't know if it's him or another member of the band cuts in. It's like, dude, just get over it. Come so on, we can man, finish the song. Can't, yeah. can't, come on, man, so we can finish the song. Like... Yeah. But it's not funny. Because it's the 12 days of Christmas and I do just want this to just end. Yeah. I don't, it didn't read to me as like self-aware. So no. you're, you're being much kinder about it than yeah, I am. Because okay. to me, it was just sort of, yeah, we're funny. Let's keep being funny. Like, I don't know. Like to me, a good example of like the self-aware thing that doesn't get old is the at the end isn't it crazy fearless let us do this like yeah yeah that's funny that's how you do it like it's sort of a fine line between being like okay man like it's already um gimmicky enough that you're doing a christmas song but like but vans um but yeah that is where they sort of bring it home and then it's good like because the whole song is a joke and you don't need you make the worst part of the song even worse when you lengthen it out for yeah, like that. Yeah, yeah. As I said, like, number five, when they, they slow it down, just jars me. It just... I, I, I hate it. And it just makes it... It's just making that bit even worse. Mm. Yeah, it's like you could just leave it at five large pizzas because that is one of the pop-punk aesthetics that you... And that's one of the ones that sticks. Like, yeah. pizza just... 100% pop-punk all the time. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, it's going to be timeless. Like yeah. pizza in itself. Pizza is just timeless. <laughs> Man, I can't even put words together, but it does 
tickle me how much we're just like exalting like the joys of pizza right now. <laughs> well, it is a it is a pop punk podcast. Yes. So. <laughs> um. So yeah, like it's like not to harp on it, but it's just for me it was quite jarring to listen to this and feel so out of touch with the references, especially considering like this has been done before for my brand slash generation of punk. Like, yeah. I, again, I hate saying punks. It's just like, this is not punk at all, but also who gives a shit? Like, I guess it's kind of like metal, how metal just yeah. can be so much. Like, so, so like folk metal is so vastly different to funeral, dude. Mm. Like, but it's still under the same umbrella of being metal. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, like... When I first heard this, I was like, but from first to last, I already did this back in the 2000, 2000s. 2003, I think, or 2004. Yeah, I think 2003, maybe. Uh, where are we? It's got a it's got a wicked name. 2003, though. yeah. It's so, uh, the 12 Days of Xmas, but with, like, X's at the end yeah. and, like, triple Xmas. Like, very scene. Like, and that's, that's hitting it on the head. Like, that's, yeah, yeah. That, that's getting it right. So, yeah, by contrast to Jared Alonji and the Sunrise Skater Kids' items, like, just to run down what Sunny Moore did with From First to Last. So, 12 tight black t-shirts, 11 pair of diesels, 10 vegan cookies, 9 LJ comments, 8 kids emotions, 7 inch rare vinyl, 6 Hot Topic gift cards, I'm in Chaos Crew. I couldn't figure out what that was. What's an LJ comment? Live journal. Ah! Uh... Four backstage passes, three drug-free X's, two dog tags, and my first pair of Sorconies. Yeah, that's that's understanding. And again, I, I don't want to say he doesn't understand. It's just he doesn't get. What's well, that generation gap? Like, yeah, it doesn't. It's not the same pop punk that we know. Yeah, yeah, I think like, and again, that's something that I have to remember throughout this entire project is these guys are a few years behind what to me made the most sense. So, yeah. like, every time, and, like, I've said this, but, like, every time I come across something where it's just, like, a lot of, as Jared Alonji would say, unnecessary breakdowns, that's the point. And I'm the one who's missing it. Like, I have to be okay with that. Yeah. But, yeah, to me, like, I still remember, because this, um, the 12 Days of Xmas from from first to last was on a Santa Cause, which is a Christmas comp of punk songs that I picked up a copy of in Japan because I'm super cool and a seasoned traveller that one time I went somewhere that wasn't New Zealand um and yeah I remember listening to this and like I didn't listen to From First to Last because even back then they were too much for me mm. but like Note to Self was good 
and Sonny Moore was just like the poster boy for like I, I again I think I've said it before but like I literally took photos of him to my hairdresser and was like hey can you do my hair yeah. like this she probably looked at me with curly hair and was just like why are you here <laughs> we're gonna need a lot of chemicals yeah well literally I got my hair chemically straightened to go to Japan so I didn't have to take a straightener with me um but yeah all of this to say like I still remember listening to this and being like that's funny yeah it's clever it rings true to me whereas the Sunrise Skater Kids one obviously I'm not gonna have that same resonance but I don't have that same resonance with it Okay, so... That is my TED Talk. Sorry. Uh, Chaos Crew. Yes. Hardcore Supplements. That, I wasn't sure if it was the same one or not. Like, I wasn't sure if it meant anything to do with, like, Taste of Chaos or anything like that, but probably not. About us. Chaos Crew provide a 100% transparent supplement label that fully discloses that the dose of each active ingredient. Zero proprietary blends means you know what you're getting in each and every scoop. Which... It kind of makes me almost think, because they weren't a hardcore band, but it's like making fun of hardcore music. Yeah. Because, you know, it's the hardcore dudes are always, well, not always, but like... It's well, they're a, the ones that got into CrossFit before anyone yeah, else. Yeah, <laughs> it's the stereotype of the, it's, it's, it's the harm's way running man, like the big mm. buff dude, mm. uh, you know, yelling down the microphone. And yeah, the X's because they're straight edge, which was kind of in the emo scene. Yeah, um, but definitely, then, yeah. But I mean, you look at Gerard Way and Bert McCracken, and they were McCrackheads. Oh my god! I'm sorry, they just, they just <laughs> came off the top of my dome. Um, I can tell. <laughs> but like, but, yeah. But that's yeah, like. I think straight edge has always been like that, though. Like, either you are or you aren't. Oh, yeah. Obviously, but like... And if you are, you tell everyone that you are. Absolutely. And if you aren't, you shit on all the ones who are, yeah. because how dare they tell everyone. Like, it's just... It's the, it's, it's, it was the veganism of the time. Yes, 100%. And, of course, because veganism is a huge part of being straight edge for some people as well. So, like, yeah. I think because I was a straight edge until I turned 18, I was like, oh, I guess I could have a drink. And then I broke edge and never went back. <laughs> there was there was a version of straight edge that was just it was militant. It was like yeah, it was basically water and vegetables. Oof, nothing else. You can't have caffeine. It was all, not not militant. That's almost Mormonism because Mormons don't like Mormons can't have I don't think hot drinks. They can't what? have co- they can't have caffeine. Surely they can have like a hot chocolate or something. I don't think they can have hot drinks. Like the the super hardcore Mormons. I feel like we're making a huge call. <laughs> Look it up. Okay. If I'm if I'm wrong, I'm I'm almost wanting to make a bet. I please don't. I just want to record this episode and continue with then my life. Get on with your life. Yes. But but like it was you know no meat, no dairy, so vegan. But then also yeah, no drugs. No mm. sex. Yeah, yeah. Which is like, so you're just essentially existing as a person and nothing else. Like, you don't have a life. Well, that's not fair. Like, but what, what's, to them, that is their life. What's enjoyable? I don't know. Again, you're right. That is their well, life. It's the same as, like, people who do CrossFit or, like, go yeah. to the gym or count calories or, like... Yeah, okay. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I don't get it because I am well aware that I'm going to die earlier than other people because I like to eat delicious food all the time. Mm. But also, like, plot twist, 
surprise, whatever. Like, spoiler alert, that's what I was looking for. We're all going to die. Delicious food is delicious. It is. Yeah, I don't know. I just... um, But I think... I think also musically, I prefer the From First to Last song as well. I think because it's... Like, it's still bratty, but it's... (sighs) There's no sense of irony to it, I guess. Mm. And I think as well... And I'm... I shouldn't give him all the credit, but over the years we've learnt that Sonny Moore is a really good musician. Yeah. And it's like, he's a musician, whereas Jared is a comedian. Yeah. Like, Which, this is very sort of YouTube yeah, it doesn't, music. Yeah, doesn't mean the two worlds can't exist, but do I like Jack Black for his music? No. Do I like Jack Black's music? No. Yeah, there's sort of like two... I don't know, like... Not true, but, like, I'm sort of thinking about the likes of, like, say, Jack Black or Flight of the Concords or someone where, like, you don't listen to their music because it's, like, incredible, but they are also very talented, but you're listening to them because of the clever way that they just, they can riff on, like, other genres of music to make something funny or, like, yeah. Yeah. I, I mean, I can laugh at Flight of the Concords and also, like, sing their songs, because it's just good. But also, yeah. like, I don't think, oh man, I'd love to listen to Flight of the Concords right now to hear that sweet riff in track no, five. No, no, It's like, I want to hear that song about the hip-hopopotamus. Yeah, like, it's the same with Lonely Island. Yeah, like, you, yeah. You listen to the songs because you know the words because it's funny. Yes. Yeah. Whereas, yeah, Jared Alonji, like, this sort of thing is... I'm listening to this because it's cool that they're doing a pop-punk version of the Christmas song. Yeah. And that's the same as From First to Last, but it's not... I don't know. There's something about that one where... Yeah, because they established themselves as musicians first. Like, that was them just having a laugh kind of thing. Yeah. And I want to backtrack and say I wasn't attacking Jack Black. I get a laugh out of Jack Black when I see him on screen but the minute he opens his mouth to sing it's like okay i get it you have you have a fucking band i get it like i kind of love him like unless it's school of rock because (laughs) like that's the movie but i feel like even that movie was made around him like made made purposefully so jack black could sing on screen probably yeah yeah. but again like it's it's that's just (laughs) such a delightful movie it is a great movie um, where were we? Were you looking up the Mormon thing? I was, and then I gave up because I couldn't see anything about hot drinks. Pretty sure hot drinks. Oh my god. Okay. Um, so the last cover we wanted to talk about in reference to the two that we've just discussed is Taking Back Sunday's version. I don't even know what a partridge is, to a be honest. A partridge is a bird. I think it's a bird that doesn't fly. Like Donnie Bonaduce? Um, no, it's... He's ripped. Ripped, I'm I heard he's a little, you know, falling off the deep end, maybe. Oh. Yeah, it was... Well, he's gonna kick my ass now. No, I think he has that Napoleon complex. He's short. So, on the, on the second day of Christmas, my true love gave to me two turtle doves and a partridge in a pear tree. Turtle cool. doves. Cool. They're, they're Do nice. they have shells? Uh, I don't know. Uh, but on the third day of Christmas, my true love gave to me three French hens, two turtle doves, and a partridge. 
From now on, can you sing Anadani Panaducci? On the fourth day of Christmas, my true love gave to me. For some reason, they call it the 12 days of Christmas. This one's for the birds, I think it is. Something like that. Well, because there's so many birds. Yes. <clears throat> I am aware that there are lots of birds. Um, <laughs> Have I told you that there are a lot of birds in this song? <laughs> so yeah, Taking Back Sunday, they just like play it straight. They do the lyrics as they originally appear. Yeah. But what makes it funny is just the riffing on top of yeah. it that they do. Like, just the banter between the two of them. And I hate when people talk about banter, but I'm going to talk about banter. And their banter is funny, though. Yeah. Their banter is legitimately funny. Yeah. 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 Because it is just like... It's just like two bros just sitting down, riffing on the guitar, and just cracking wise at one another. Yeah. It's very... It's it's also very wholesome. It is. Yeah. And not just because Taking Back Sunday is one of your... The, uh, faves they are one of my faves yes yeah um but again like if they'd played this straight up, i would have just been like yawn because the song itself doesn't do anything for me because it's a really annoying christmas song yeah it's just an acoustic version of the song yeah they don't they don't change the lyrics up at all but yeah like i could picture something like this being on a punk goes comp because it's not as on the nose in terms mm. of being like, oh, 12 hot topic whatevers yeah. or like 12 goth GFs. Or, but like, they're covering the song, but they're still making it just a silly, like, irreverent one, I guess. Yeah. 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 No, and if you have eight minutes just watch the video on youtube because there's also a cartoon that accompanies it mm. and it just looks like a just looks like a hanna barbera yeah i just i sort of like cartoon. adult swim kind of like. yeah which which is hanna exactly <laughs> but like yeah but you could see this being played on adult yes. swim as, yeah yeah um i getcha but yeah i don't know i just thought that was very silly <laughs> yeah i it's that's, I think that's my kind of Christmas, like, send-up, is just being a bit sort of like, <laughs> about the whole thing. Like, It's just the way to get through it. It's just, you know, constantly being like... <laughs> yeah. Like, I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> well. Fucking that's, this that's the episode took a nosedive. That's the first week of Christmas. I think done. Yeah. Yeah. Hell yeah or yeah, nah. I think just a nah. Like, not, like... Not so dismissive of, like, yeah, nah. But just, like, nah. It's sort of the equivalent of, like, hey, do you want to go out tonight? Mm, no. But thanks for asking. I'm going to say... If you were... If you were like a teenager, at oh, the t- I would have thought this was great. Yeah, if you were a teenager at the, t- and I'm not addressing you particularly, I'm addressing the listener. Like, if you were a teenager that that you know grew up around this time, you know, 2013 to 2015, then and you were in the scene, you would get those references. You would you would laugh at those references. I feel like I feel like it's it's definitely for you, but for the people who came up in the scene at the times that we did. You might nitpick it like we have. You might go, mm, yeah. that's not my pop punk. And that's fine. There are, there can be different versions of pop punk. There shouldn't be, but there are. <laughs> yes. I'm joking, obviously. Oh, I know. Um, 
But yeah, I, 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 I guess it's. I don't want to give it a nah. Cause and that, yeah, that's the thing. Like, it's they did a good job of it. It's just, it's not my thing. It's, it's one of those things that's like, I don't want to give it a nah, but I'm going to give it a nah. Yeah. Yeah. Sorry, Jared. I feel like we should have calculated how much it would cost for all of the items that Jared lists. Yeah. I'm damn. kind of tempted to do that and jump back in and just be like, by the way, it was this much. But also, nah. <laughs> You also, it's, it's one of those things like, where are you getting the car keys from? Because you could be, could be getting knockoffs or you could be getting... Well, that's the thing. You know. It's up to your discretion. How much do you love your partner? I also feel like Pop Punk Christmas, it should be your mum getting it for you because you're a teenager. Yeah. 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 Yeah, that's one of the things that I like about the From First to Last version is it's their friend stuff. Which, which was social media account, the friend, friend Yeah, stuff. but I like that it's not my true love. Yeah, I like yeah, that, yeah. It, that it's still going with, you know what was relevant. Yeah. Because Friendster was MySpace before MySpace, wasn't it? Yep. Yeah. Proto MySpace. What are we doing next week? Um, we are doing... More of this shit! Look, I don't, like... I enjoy some of the Christmas songs. We are... Yeah, I'm, I'm worried we've come across as Grinches. I'm worried that you've come across as a Grinch. Okay, I... I'm worried that I've come across as a Grinch. <laughs> talk to me about Christmas movies. I'll talk to you about Christmas movies all day long. But, yeah, Christmas music. Hmm. So, next week we are looking at Father Christmas, originally by The Kinks, I think. Yep. Or, like, yeah, as covered by Man Overboard. Cool. For, once again, Punk Goes Christmas. Yeah. <laughs> for Punk Goes Crunk. <laughs> ho, ho, ho. <laughs> <laughs> 